Do you want to be inspired by other brilliant business owners? Find out how and why they set their brilliant businesses up. Discover some of the triumphs and struggles they face along the way. If so, then you are in the right place. Welcome to the Brilliant Businesses Podcast. We interview business owners to find out their story and journey as to how they set their businesses up. We believe that story is an important way of making their businesses shine, and we share those stories on this podcast. Keep building those brilliant businesses. So good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a Brilliant Businesses podcast. My name is Nick Bryant, and I'm very pleased to be joined today by Andrew Mann from Clarity Homes and Commercial. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. I think it's afternoon. It's 10 past, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah. So Andrew's business um, offers commercial building and construction services to property professionals um, in Kent, Sussex, Surrey, and Greater London area. it has to be said, I've been trying to get Andrew on the podcast for a while. Um, I said that to the, the, um, some of the people in the office this morning. I was like, do you remember like 12 months ago when he asked us to come along? That's where I'm going today. Yeah, so, well, thank you for eventually coming on the podcast. It's really great news to talk to you. Um, so, you're being a busy man, so I understand. So, um, But let's start by you telling us about the, how it all came about. You know, As you know, in Brilliant Business, we like to tell that story as to how you got to where. So take, the, the brilliantness. The, the brilliantness. Take it away, yeah. Uh-uh. Oh God, we've been here for days. Um, I suppose one of the main things is my dad's a carpenter. Okay. That's probably one of the first things. My dad was a carpenter, and uh, I think when I was, I think when I was like thirteen, fourteen, I used to go and work on building sites. Right, yeah. So I used to go out and earn a bit of money. That's the only way I could buy my own stuff when yeah. I was a youngster. So um, yeah, so I went out doing that sort of stuff, and it was you know as a young lad, it was kind of well, easy money, just labour and stuff like that and I think as it grew and progressed I wanted to do a bit more you, you know when when you come out of school you don't really know no, what you want to do no. and I, it's amazing that we still think that 16 17 year olds come out of school and be like yeah that's my that's my life sorted and yeah. you know I was a bit um lost so I did I did kind of follow um my dad who was a carpenter I worked for the same guy that um he was employed with okay I've done my carpentry apprenticeship and carpentry was actually a really good one to get into and it's kind of as we go through these things it's set up um like carpentry's a good person like sorry it's a good starting point for yeah. getting into your trade i think isn't well because it? and it all carpenters become good site managers and stuff okay. like that because they have to work with all the different types of trades so you get to learn a lot more not just about the carpentry itself right um so yeah i think it was towards the end of my apprenticeship mm. i was already i was getting cards printed i was delivering leaflets where uh, my mum lived in tumbridge wells okay i started to try and find my own work i was advertising with i think it was one of the local papers at the time yeah um and then i think it was like a yellow pages thing like an online version where they do the marketing stuff i spent absolutely thousands and yeah and it was just getting ourselves out there and um and then one day there was a electrical contractor who used to do commercial was working on commercial fit outs yeah and this was just at the point where I was just finishing off my carpentry apprenticeship. And I might add, actually, I won some awards. I, we were, I wasn't doing a joinery um, course. I was doing a carpentry course. All right, yeah. But because I finished my carpentry course early, they put me in for a joinery competition. Oh, wow. With people that were doing a joinery course. And I won. <laughs> over and above the, the Over and above people, people that were doing the course. Brilliant. Where, um, and then I was meant to go through to like regionals and stuff, but I thought that was a bit embarrassing. <laughs> that they wouldn't get me through those next bits so someone else did that. But yeah. 
So yeah, it kind of um, yes. Yeah, so th- this guy came to us and said, "Oh, do you want a price for this work in Red Hill?" It was second fixing, so it's carpentry. Yeah, on a load of these uh, apartments, and uh, my dad, bless him, he's quite a not really like a risk taker, quite a risk averse. Yeah. I wasn't being young and stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, I said, yeah. So I, I priced it and we obviously agreed the prices and stuff like that. And when I came back, I just finished my apprenticeship. I came back off holiday and um, the guy we were working for, he mm. went bust. Unfortunately, he had a, an accident. Um, really, really good boss. So unfortunately, had a bad accident and obviously it didn't work. And so we didn't have any work. So we went straight on to doing this project yeah instead of him right yeah instead yeah. of work for him so mm. all the stuff that i'd already been planning to do i was getting we were getting our own work yeah and right place right time perhaps. yeah it yeah. was perfect mm. and i think i'd always had that ambition to grow and be and do more mm. and I think, like when i was like 17 18 i'd, I'd say that to the guys we would be working with because we'll work on sites where there'd be quite a few other carpenters and stuff i think at the time um our boss employed about 15 people right okay um and you know, and they'll be saying, I, I don't know what it was. I wanted to be somewhere higher. And I didn't mean like working higher, but that's what they took it as. You know, okay. they'll be like, oh, yeah, you're going to work in a, in a, in a high rise doing carpentry, you know, right. like that's where oh. you're going to be, sort of thing. <laughs> that's they're not just what trying, you meant. <laughs> no, they just try and insult you. And obviously, because yeah. you had dreams and ambitions and, yeah, and stuff like that. So, you know, that always sits in my mind. And there's plenty more of that as I've grown but and progressed. Um, building, um, building trade banter, I guess, you know, on the yeah. side banter you get, don't it? I think. Yeah, you'll never do any better. That's all you're going to yeah. be, sort of thing. Yeah. And I was willing to prove everyone wrong. Yeah. Um, good for you. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So I went from earning uh, an apprentice wage mm. to, well having and then i I realized there was that money drive there at that point because we were priced on like per meter of architrave per meter of skirting doors and stuff so we i went in there and i just absolutely worked so hard and i earned probably i think it worked about i think it's eight or nine times what i earned for my apprentice like per week so i earned that much more money so by the time i was actually 20 i i had enough money um saved where I could buy a house. Wow. But the books didn't work. So because I was self-employed and I'd just come out of employment and stuff, it wouldn't okay. they wouldn't let me have a mortgage. Right, right. So then as we'd grown up, and then actually we, there was a project, it was in Crobra, actually okay. at the crossroads. I worked for a developer there and I was 21 at the time mm. um, where I site-managed, right. site at 21. Okay. Uh, so it was a development from two offices into, or two floors of offices into four apartments. And... Yeah, so that's kind of grown and progressed from there. So it was like managerial roles, and then I, I went off, and then was like pricing a lot of my own jobs, um, and then it started off being uh, like kitchens and bathrooms, and we were doing a lot of more office fit out for that same contractor that we started working for at the beginning. Yeah, right. But it was all over the country, right? Okay. So we were doing stuff in like York, Oxford, wow. um, Wales, all these different places. And at that point, uh, me and my partner were thinking about having kids. Okay. So I was like, I need to bring this back. And that's when I started advertising locally. Um, so I'm right in the van and yeah. stuff like that. And that, and then that, again, that grew and progressed. You know, we'll be doing kitchens and bathrooms. Okay. You know, and then the, the, again, I was on the tool still at the point. So we'll be doing doors and all those sorts of stuff as well. And then it grew to extensions and those yeah. extensions grew. And yeah. I found myself at a point where I was doing a lot of work. Yeah. So much work. Yeah. Like, you know, I tried to bring stuff more local, but I never saw anyone anyway, even though I was, you know, not far away. Yeah. So I didn't see, um, didn't see my youngest at the time. Okay. There was just a lot of, um, a lot of, you know, when you're doing the work and you're trying to manage free sites and, and do the work on some of those sites as well, it become quite hard. Um, and managing a family as well. And trying to manage a family yeah. as well. Luckily I've got a very, 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 very understanding partner <laughs> and who's, probably my biggest advocate and just yeah and just uh, actually probably helps with um pushing me and just her trusting me yeah is um 
is incredible. Yeah. But um, yeah, so all these sort of grown and it just got to the point where I was like, I can't do this. And like, it was just getting to the point where I was like, almost like broken, you know, right, seven yeah. days a week and yeah, paperwork and everything yeah, else. Yeah. It was too much. And the kind of coming on and off the tools thing, it that was like over years, I kind of, you know, there'd be enough projects where I was, I, I was running the projects and I'll come like, and I'd run all the the teams on there. So the car, uh, like other carpenters and bricklayers yeah. and plumbers, electricians. And then I'll get to a point where I'll be a bit quieter. So I'll get back on the tools again. So it was a bit of like a mix and match and I'll just jump in and I didn't, but honestly, like I didn't really know how to run a business, but who does? Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. Who goes into a business knowing how to run it straight away, yeah. unless you've got tens of years of experience. Mm. So I actually went to a local coaching company. Okay. And I um, gave them a call and they just listened and understood. And I think they knew the challenges that I was facing as well. And yeah, so I just, you know, I had a chat with them when I met them. Mm. And when I first met them, I just broke down. Oh, it really? It was just, yeah, it was like so much. You and they were asking me, yeah. yeah. And they were asking me, like, um, I think it was like areas of your life, like how much time do you spend with friends, family? What do you, when do you get to do your own stuff? Like, what do you do and stuff? And I was like, I just work like there's nothing else you know and it was like wow and it just kind of hit me the reality hit and this was so we're, we're now at the point we've pro- progressed quite quickly there but we're now at the yeah. point where was this t- halfway through 2019 okay right um and so I started to get help with uh progression and building the business and how things should be um how things should be or how things need to be yeah like cash flows kpis like and all this stuff it's quite you know it's very eye-opening but I've absolutely always loved business and always loved learning about other people's businesses and stuff yeah. like that as well. So I'd always be listening, always asking questions. Yeah. And my father-in-law, um, I think that's where I saw uh, the difference in my growing up. I met my partner when I was 17. Okay. And my father-in-law, which was her stepdad, he had his own construction company. Right. He was doing like insurance work and council work. Yeah. And he, I think he was at a point, I can't remember how to start, I think it was a lot of staff. I think it was like 50 staff or something. And he was doing his own developments and stuff as well. And there was like a difference in life for me. Um, So it went from, you know, like like being a carpenter and stuff like that. And then realizing, well, actually, he's done this all on his own. I can do it too. But what's stopping me doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So So there must have been a trigger point where you thought, I need to get some help here. Get some advice about slowing it down and take, but also taking it to the next level. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's taking those risks. And I was reading like different business books and stuff Mm. like that as well. And they're not, I suppose, like they're self help books, but like Napoleon Hill, um, yeah. some of his books, they yeah. just make you like, it's like, wow, like it's just all in your mind and yeah. what, what, how you think things Thinking are. Thinking very rich, right? Yeah, 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 yeah of course. Yeah. Book, yeah, there's a few others as well. But mm. yeah, no, it was in um, that, that kind of really, really helped towards that growth and progression. So before, and obviously this was before COVID, right? Yeah. So it started up. And then I think it was like that Christmas, I think there was, you know, especially when you're growing a business and you've got different staff members and different projects and stuff. And, some of the staff members at the time let me down. So then I had to yeah. jump in. So I think there was that Christmas. I think I only had like three days off over Christmas. Wow. Right. And I knew that I was like, I've got to make a change. And, I, yeah. and you know, still working hard. And then the lock, lock, the first lockdown happened. Yeah. And that was six weeks, I think, wasn't it? Six to eight weeks where everyone was like, before construction was opening. That was one of the first ones, wasn't it? It that was, yeah. Back up. yeah. Yeah. But I spent that whole time, again, having a very supportive wife when we got two young kids at home at that point. Right. For, uh, well they're five and three now so you know um, Archie was uh, yeah. our youngest wasn't even one at that yeah. point and um, 
So I'd be reading, I'll be doing lots of Zooms, I'll be doing lots of business development mm. and planning and doing lots of like structure for the business and stuff like that. I actually employed people throughout that lockdown, okay. um, like carpenters. So, so like right when we're ready to go, that's yeah. like I've got them ready, all, like all the contracts and agreements yeah. and the policies and overviews of the business stuff like that everyone knew my first admin assistant i employed okay through that as well and then so after those uh, whatever, six to eight weeks yeah um you were ready to go yeah i just came out but mm. i had to move out because my wife it seems silly now doesn't it but my wife was high risk oh i see right okay right so i didn't i didn't want to put her, yeah. her at risk yeah, at the yeah. time you, you know you think that this is really gonna damage her yeah, or the yeah. kids and no, no one anyone knew had it at that i didn't point. think of anything like that that people had to do that sort of but of course you're in construction so you're out there you're high risk so you can't mm. come back home and yeah so I, I actually lived in my um with my in-laws and again tried to stay away from them whilst i was living there so i moved out left oh and my, my little boy wasn't even one oh, and wow. a three-year-old and yeah that was quite hard but i just yeah again I, it was kind of um giving the opportunity to just work yeah head down yeah, yeah and yeah. Then you couldn't do anything else no, right? you can go out and do anything yeah. or really meet anyone at that point yeah so yeah i just went out and worked and there was one point again it seems absolutely crazy now but there was um the admin lady that i employed we we're in an office and there was enough space between us and you know we're abiding by all the covid rules yeah. and stuff and it was, I think it was like her mum had COVID or something. And then, so she had to leave. And then I think like if at that point, I think if you're in contact with someone who's been in contact with someone, you had to, <laughs> so, just, uh, yeah, yeah, it just seemed mad. So, but I had nowhere to stay. Right. I had nowhere to stay. So I had to, I, but one night I had to sleep in the back of one of our vans. Oh my God. Yeah. And it just seems mad now. And I did, but again, I was at that point where I was like so determined I wouldn't put anyone at risk. No. And no. it seems a bit mad, you know, we just bought a nice new house, like yeah. and stuff like that. And you know, you I had other places. Yeah, van. I stayed in the back of a van for a night, and luckily, one of my in-laws friends had a spare. Well, it's nice to have a spare place in yeah. Tunbridge Wells' apartment, so okay. I ended up staying there. So yeah, I just worked and worked throughout that, and that's where like a lot of the growth and progression kind of come in, and I've yeah. implemented that and yeah. uh, networking as well, meeting a lot of great, great people that have helped so out. Was that when you? Has it always been called Clarity Homes? Or no, you, it was um, a man building contractors. I it was just so. it yeah. was just my name. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and when we rebranded last year, it was just I got we got to a point. I got to a point where I was like, I can't. Um, this isn't us. A man yeah. building track is, is yeah. it's me, yeah. and it's got to be. Uh, it was kind of based on where we're going to be, mm. not where we are now, mm. and that's why the name changed. Mm, yeah, good idea. You had to step back, didn't you, and um, put a brand around it mm. um, and make it its own thing rather than just you. Because if you still do that path, you're back to where you were before. Well, especially with the residential projects, I think people yeah. think that it's one of those within a business like you know i go there i meet them and go through it all and then we pass it on to the site manager or foreman or yeah. someone who's running the job but they always expect to speak to you yes. um so we'll try and make sure i'm there for that but then it's hard to and that's why you have the staff members that take on those roles yeah but then so it's kind of getting that kind of uh business ability like of where who speaks to who and stuff like that yeah. again which is as we've grown and progressed and got that um, business development help, it's helped us with that. Yeah, you mentioned staff members there. Let's let's who have you got on your team? Let's let's um, drop a few names. <laughs> so we got um, so we got George, so what happened? So going uh, back, so we had uh, an admin assistant who then um, left, and we then ended up employing uh, Georgia. Okay, 
who actually didn't have work at the time because she was a beautician. Right. Um, so she came to work for us, but she was a beautician before. So she couldn't work in COVID? No, yeah. but, but she came in from being a beautician right. and came into a construction company, you know, and again, a construction company that was growing and developing and trying to find its feet as well. Yeah. And yeah, she's done. She's still with us now. She's doing absolutely fantastic. Really she's good. now doing a uh, project manager's course, a Rick's wow. project manager's course. So she's becoming uh, like an assistant project manager right. at the moment. Right. So she's doing really well. Emma, um, who's recently joined us this year, she came from insurance. Okay. Uh, again, details and paperwork and stuff. It's absolutely brilliant. Right. So she's the she's our like office manager as such and does a lot of the admin in there Excellent. and helps us out there. Um, Stuart, our, one of our site managers. Again, he's been great. He's come across and like managing a lot of our um, smaller residential sites. Yeah. So he goes to each one. That's quite hard work, you know, especially with the residential uh, projects. Okay. So he's, he took on a big role there and that's massively appreciated. So he's done a lot of stuff with that. Um, and then we've got Alan, who's one of our site managers. He's currently over at Project in Guildford, a Grade Two listed refurb. Okay. So he's recently joined us on joined us on that project. Yeah. So he's there as well. And then we've got um, QSs that are they work for themselves, but they do a lot of QS? our work. Uh, yeah, quantity surveyor. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm using <laughs> construction right. terminology. That's all right. Um, but yeah, so he's a quantity surveyor that he's done a lot of our um, work. So he does a lot of our valuations and pricing for the projects okay. and stuff like that. So to make sure we're on track and to keep ahead of like when the clients are asking for extras that we say, right, actually that is an extra. Let's get that quoted before we do it. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. They must be, part of their role is um, they have to be really good at customer service, I would have thought. Yeah. Massive part, isn't it? So many build, yeah. builders or building companies get a little bit of a bad reputation because their communication skills are bad. Yeah. Uh, it is, it's one of those things that is difficult, especially when, uh, for again, res- it, it's really different in the commercial sector. Okay, yeah. Because you've got the clients that are, you know, they just want a job done. That's yeah, it. Right, they've got yeah. no emotional attachment to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Where the resi- the residential clients, you know, they've got their life savings into Absolutely. it. It's their kids have been brought up there, and yeah. you know, from young and stuff like that. So there's there's yeah, there's a lot of emotion there. They've got to be a bit and, chameleonic, uh, haven't they, with one or the other? Yeah, yeah. So we have to, you know, there's part of it, especially in the residential part, that we're it is does get hard sometimes because you are in someone's house and you mm. are trying to do their work and there are extras which takes more time and stuff like that but yeah, yeah but we try and keep them updated as much as we can and you know if that we get clients that ask us stuff and we get stuff back to them the same day because that's again we're yeah. having a business where we've got people in the office we can do that mm. and that's where we show our like reliability with our clients and then yeah. you know and everyone's always at the end of the phone as well yeah so again that always helps so if any understanding and all our site guys as well are all like we not only employ them on their ability uh, yeah. to, to get their work done, but al- almost on their kind of their demeanor and how they are with people as well. Yeah. You know, if they yeah. were stroppy and didn't talk to people, they're not the right people for Absolutely. us. Absolutely, yeah. It's a really so, big part, yeah, important part. Yeah, so we've got Rob and Ashley who work for us on the tools as well. They do, well, like they're multi-traders, they do a lot of stuff. Again, a mixture of stuff. We can set them on something this day and the next day they're on something completely different mm. and they've got the ability to just... Chop and change like that. Okay. Um, we got my dad, the carpenter. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. can't leave him out. <laughs> no, he's um, very, very good carpenter. So he yeah. does a lot of our um, like fine joinery um, carpentry work and okay. stuff like that as that well. Must be good fun working with your dad. Is it? No, no. Must <laughs> <laughs> be an optimist. No, yeah, you thought you'd try, but no, it's yeah, it's not, it's not too bad. But um, yeah, but he is good at his job, and he is, you know, he does his day's work and that's yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about you, you mentioned earlier well, well it says in your about section about property professionals that you work with mm. I asked you the question earlier um, just to um, answer that um, it's people like architects surveyors developers that you want to sort of get to know and have build relationships with so they come to you first for the jobs yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. like architects um, there's a recent project that we've undertaken at, uh, course on barn for a developer Greyfeather 
and um, very bespoke design with that. And but throughout that project, um, the architects Kent Design Studio yeah. done a great job design of designing it. But you always want to make sure that there's that. Um, like you work together throughout the project yes. so there's no like i do this and they do that and then everyone argues yeah it's trying to go along with them and being like oh this has changed like give them a call and chat through that yeah or get them on site and have a site visit and that's you know it's a part of everyone working together because there's a lot of especially in construction there's so many things mm. so many things like mm. in one change it could change the carpenters the roofers the electricians the plumbers yeah. the plasterers yeah. and it's all of their work that they've priced because on the on more of the commercial new build jobs you know we have got our contractors that come in on a price to do those things okay but they are generally the same contractors that we've used for many years now yeah okay that answers that and um so you you spoke about this earlier but your your business is is commercial and residential so tell us a bit about the commercial stuff that you do you mentioned green king earlier yeah so yeah. we've we started to um grow the business and it's more from more of the resi side and we still do those and that's what a lot of our guys are used to doing yeah. but uh, recently we've been doing more commercial work so or for commercial contractors. So mm. the Grade 2 listed refurb in Guildford that I mentioned, um, the Southern Housing Construction Group, they're building, I think it's like 37 or 40 homes in this in this one plot. Yeah. But they don't know, they don't want to have to deal with a refurb. You know, no. they're, they're house bashers as such. They, they do all the houses and do all that stuff and that's what they plan to do. So yeah. we come in and help them and do that. So we've got our own site set up there, so it's all completely separate from them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Green King, we're looking at tendering for a project for them at the minute, and obviously they own a lot of pubs and a lot of land, um, yeah. and we're going through the final stages at the moment. Hopefully by the time this comes out, we've got the contract, oh, and I can explain a bit, and yeah. everyone will be able to see it on the socials a bit more. Yeah. Um, another one for um, uh, an architect in Tunbridge Wells, uh, there's a commercial landlord that's trying to, that's renting out their land in, well, they're property in Haywards Heath and yeah. they're going to turn that into well pure gym have signed a lease for that yes. so they need us to go in and put in stairs and structurals and make sure everything's ready so pure gym just go in put their carpets in and move all their equipment in so that that's more of the commercial side of mm. the business mm. and um, cladding remediation as well actually which is one okay. which is quite a strong one which I could spend hours and hours talking about but <laughs> we just know that the, the meaning it. of that yeah <laughs> and we have done a couple of uh, projects nothing like majorly massive because mm. we're only a smaller company mm. but that's some mm. of the stuff we've been doing too excellent let's talk about the awards that you've been winning yeah. there's been a two or three or four maybe and some in the running as well yeah so we've i mean there were um the interviews were there was one what was it i think that was the southeast one it was in ashford last year yeah and we put in for free and we were shortlisted for all three but didn't win any of them (laughs) (laughs) i was like three of them out of three of them surely (laughs) um but no we were shortlisted for those but i think it was partly because we were growing as a business and that's why I then went in for the Times of Time and Dwells, the yep. Entrepreneur of the Year Award, which I won, which yes, was absolutely amazing. incredible. Yeah, well done. Um, yeah, I think again that showed like the business development, and they, they look at they look at so much stuff for that. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know, I don't know how they want to know all your figures and everything. Yeah, they? the yeah. figures yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and seeing like the development in that as well, and mm. what you're doing projects wise. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. And we've just put in. Um, there's another Southeast Construction Awards we put in for. We've got Women in Construction, which is we've put in for um, Georgia. Okay. Um, I think it's Best con- Contractor and Best Project. And I think we've 
we found out today actually this morning that we are shortlisted for the best construction projects which is great yeah yeah this is all great PR for you though as well, isn't it? Not just stuff yeah. like this, but you know, when you're when you're talking and you're putting on your email signature and it goes on your website and um, yeah, it and does look good. And I think it's good on the staff as well because they can yeah. see that growth. And I think there's a lot of people miss out on that. There's a lot of staff. Man- that was probably one of the hardest things I think. Yeah. As growing a business, it was like dealing with staff, dealing with man management and Everyone people management, says that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. but I think we've, we, especially with our team, and we employ the right people for that. But we're quite a close knit and team, and we do have fun like in the office and stuff, and we do go out to these awards. Yeah and dinners yeah. and yeah. things like that and yeah we'll come together as a t- uh, yeah so it is really good fun yeah. I, well, I, I say that you, well hopefully everyone else does <laughs> they, as well but <laughs> I'm sure they do they enjoy going out because um, you do you do a lot on social media don't you and I know you do a lot of sort of videos yourself on site and um, and talking about what's going on I actually have a videographer that does that for oh, us oh do you oh, yeah, okay s- right. um, Snellski Snellski Studios oh yes, yes yeah so good. he does a lot of our videography yeah. I, I do do some of my own stuff as well yeah um, but, but like, you understand the importance of it and yeah. you know, getting your name out there like well, that well it's trying to help people understand about how a project like moves forward as well especially when it comes to like a new developer or, or yeah. a residential client yeah about the ways in which we can like value engineer the project right as well so there's stuff like that which goes a long way which could save mm. a lot of time and money and that, that could happen you know during the project or that could be thought about at the beginning yeah um but sometimes you can only see it one way or the other yeah but um yeah so there's a lot of yeah a lot of that a lot of that which is good yeah um, let's talk about the the future for a bit so where i mean i think it's probably just um, um continuing growth is what you're looking for is it it is yeah, yeah it's just continual growth and i i visualize it and i think again my staff visualize it to the point where you know we see like the big tier one contractors like here's and stuff like that yes but yeah that we will be that that big excellent yeah we will be and there's yeah. no ifs or bands or buts excellent. and that's you know if we can get to you know from before covid when it was like just me and one employee at that point yeah and visualizing to where we got now that was only a thought in my mind yeah yeah. two and a half Uh, three years ago yeah that was only yeah three years ago yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. and now we are where we are and i'm Mm. visualizing what's the future's going to be going Mm. further forward yeah it's really cool really cool what do you i mean you 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 obviously love the business side and and working with people but what what do you get out the most what do you enjoy about it the most i think it's just the drive and the hard work like it's driving for something that's like bigger than me yeah and then you've got like the staff members that were like not rely upon you but you give them work and support them and their families and stuff like that yeah but, i mean also the fantastic projects that we create i can say well. once something's been built or once finished and you can look at it and that must be fulfilling. Yeah, yeah i mean we just finished the um the course on barn project we're just waiting on a final couple of bits from building control but yeah i mean it's done yeah. like, and it just yeah, yeah. looks incredible and once the green grass like we've laid all the green turf yes. down and stuff it just finished it off you know yeah, and, yeah. and that's when we had the video so that'll be out soon um okay. the, the videos um showing all of that but that looks incredible and it's just the design in that and again there's some of the resi ones as well but we create this massive space that it doesn't i think the clients don't even think sometimes how big it's going to be yeah so yeah it's seeing that for them and creating larger spaces for their families yeah too. it's great well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and explaining your journey, how you've got to where you are. It's been really interesting. Well, thank you for your invite and uh, thank you for the patience of the last 12 months of trying to get me on. <laughs> That's all right, mate. That's all right. So um, all Andrew's details are on this podcast underneath. Um, if you like what we're doing, please subscribe. But um, if you need any you know, building advice or any and commercial or residential, then please get in touch with Andrew. Yeah, even if and, it's just, you know, um, at the minute we're helping an architect uh, where a client wants to build a whole new build. Okay. And so I'm going off. You're just finishing off. No, no, it's fine. No, carry on. But, um, 
um, uh, yeah, where, they, where they're trying to get a new build. But again, costs and stuff at the minute are just crazy. Like, oh, it's a, it's so yeah. expensive. And But they still need to build it and they're trying to sell their house and obviously where they, where, the way the market is. So we've gone in with the architects and we're trying to value engineer it and trying okay. to make sure they can get what they want so at least they can move in as well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we do work with clients in that way and it could be the same for, you know, a full refurb or extension on a property or working with a client if you want to work with a reliable contractor to undertake the commercial works as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, so I just want well, to finish that That's one, all right. So that as well. Yeah. Let's get in touch. <laughs> Um, so thanks very much and we'll see you for another podcast soon cheers mate thank you very much cheers